You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. house amen you could be somewhere else tonight but you chose to be in here amen and i believe god has a has a purpose has a plan for each and every one of us tonight amen this is our last evening service before we go through our transition so we're gonna give our everything our best tonight amen so i ask that you could if you could preach for me amen that would be great amen hallelujah praise god and without uh, further delay just want to honor Pastor uh, for allowing me to, uh, to stand be, uh, behind this pulpit and preach to you the Word of God. Amen. I want to honor him and let's continue to pray for him as he, uh, uh, as he go to a um, general conference that when God blesses him, that blessing would overflow us as well to us. Amen. We'll receive that blessing. Amen. It was a powerful message that we have heard this morning from Brother Robertson that was amazing. Amen. He's coming back. He is coming back for His church. I believe that with all of my heart that He's coming back for His church. Hallelujah. To just to put a tail on what Brother Robertson had mentioned this morning in John chapter 20, verse 6 and 7. This is not my message. Amen. So I just want to like put a tail on that. June 20, uh, John 20 and 6 and 7. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there. While the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded and lying apart from the other wrappings. So when Peter, uh, Simon Peter went into the tomb, he found there was a folded linen or cloth on that, uh, on that uh, tomb. And Jew, in Jewish custom, between a master and a servant, when a master eats his meal, he has a napkin that would wipe his hands to clean. Amen. And you know, to, to, to kind of cleanse his uh, beard and all the stuff and then just leave it on the table. It means that he's done when it's crumpled. But if the, nap- napkin is, uh, uh, if the napkin is folded and then the master leaves the table, it means that he's not done yet and it means he's coming back. What I'm trying to say here tonight is that folded linen is not just Jesus is being polite. Amen. But it means to say that he is coming back. Hallelujah, He is coming back. Hallelujah for His church. Amen, amen. Praise God. And without further delay, I want to bring your attention in the book of Revelation chapter 12 verse 10. If we could ask everyone to please stand for the reading of the word of God. Revelation chapter 12 verse 10 and 11. The Bible says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Amen. Tonight I want to preach to you that is entitled, The Power of Your Testimony. 
the power of your testimony. Shall we all pray tonight? Father, in the name of Jesus, we're so grateful for what we have already felt in this house. Your presence is here. Lord, I pray, oh God, that you speak to us, challenge us, equip us, Lord, oh God, to where you are bringing, Lord, into our next season, oh Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. God, let your will be done, Lord, I pray. I ask in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to our God once again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated for a while. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Is everyone okay tonight? Can you preach for me tonight or preach with me tonight? Amen. Amen. I'll try my best to uh, stay on time. Amen. It is mentioned in this verse that there will be a time that the enemy referred as the old serpent Satan himself, will be completely cast down and defeated. His destiny is already fixed. Satan is going down. And when I read, hallelujah, the scripture regarding the church, the church, hallelujah, at the end, amen, that God has purchased in his own blood, the people of his name, the church, we are the church, and the church is going up in the rapture. Hallelujah. The enemy is going down and the church is going up. What I'm trying to say is the fight is fixed. We win. Hallelujah. We are an overcomer. More than conqueror. Hallelujah. In Christ. And I'm so grateful for that victory that God has given to us. Amen. And I believe tonight we're going to overcome the enemy with our testimony in our lives. Now in the book of Mark chapter 5. This is an, an interesting uh, chapter in, in the book of Mark where Jesus met a man with an unclean spirit in the country of Gadarenes. And in Mark chapter 5 verse 2, the Bible says that when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains. And the chains had been plucked asunder by him. And the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains. And in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. And in verse 6, but when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and he worshipped him. Can I just pause for a second in this scripture? Can I tell you that no man, hallelujah, no devil in hell can stop you from worshipping God. It doesn't matter what kind of oppositions you're going to face. Amen. If you made up your mind that you're going to worship God, no devil in hell can stop you. You can always go into his presence. Hallelujah. We all have a testimony. Even though some people think that they don't have, we all have a testimony of God's grace and faithfulness and goodness in our lives. Some of us were like this person before. We were used, you know, we used to be bound with chains of sin in our lives. That no matter what we do, we always found ourselves going back to our old ways. 
We're all cuffed and chained and bound. Hallelujah. Just like what the Bible described with this man with an unclean spirit. He, the Bible described that he caught and he heard himself. He was alive but having no life. He had no direction, had no purpose, no sense of identity. I believe that some of us could relate at some point in our lives before we met Jesus Christ. We used to do things to destroy our, the temple of God and put whatever substance and addiction that destroy our body. And some of us could be living before, before they met Jesus Christ and they don't know their identity. They don't, they don't feel that they have a, a, a purpose or a direction in their life. They're just going through the motion in every day, nine, nine to five, hallelujah. And they, you know, they thought that they, 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 they're only there to work, to die. Amen. And also the Bible described this man as, you know, to the point that he, the Bible said that no man can tame him. He, he was just doing whatever he wants or he can. He tried to destroy that, uh, you know, tried to, people tried to bound him. Because he's, you know, he's uh, being out of control. They tried to talk sense out of him. But still, he's still living the same a hopeless life. Day and night. And we were also like that before. Some of us try, you know, there were lots of friends and people that loved us and tried to talk out, uh, sense out of us. Tried to encourage us that, you know, you have to live a different life. And, you know, every advice that you could have heard, heard in your, in your life. And, you know, before you met Jesus Christ, you just don't care and don't listen to it. And even right now, if you go out, uh, you know, go out outside, People doesn't care about Jesus. They don't care about, about faith. They don't care about God. When you talk about the Bible, you talk about the church, they just having like an itchy ear that they don't want to listen and just ignore. I did. I, I, I know what I'm saying because I used to experience, experience this when I was in the Philippines. I tried to invite some friends, some classmates, some family members. And when, I, you know, when you start uh, you know, talking about Jesus Christ, they kind of like making their way out of that conversation. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm not going to stay there. A lot of times, they felt like I can't stay here anymore. Even people, when you bring people in the church, can't even stay still. Always looking at the time. Oh, my land, it's already always looking at the time. It's already supposed to be done already. How long are we going to be here? Yeah, so that's like the, the, the mentality of the world right now. When you talk about Jesus Christ, talk about church and all this stuff. And also, I want to also reach out to those people that they thought they didn't have any testimony just because they didn't experience those kind of lifestyles. People that were born in the church. You, you, you have, you know, you, you think that you don't have a testimony. You never left the church. Like, there's nothing to share. I didn't, you know, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And you felt like, I have no testimony. But you need to realize, I've come here to tell you, you need to realize 
that the fact that you didn't left the church is a testimony of God's protection that God kept you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If despite of the pressure of this world, amen, there are a lot of temptation all around you, but because of God's goodness and protection, you've never left the church and you are still here. That's the testimony, hallelujah, that you need to realize a powerful testimony of God's faithfulness in your life. Either way, one thing is for sure. We all have past, we all have stories, and we all have testimony. Amen. Amen, church. We all have a testimony. Do you still remember the first encounter that you have with Jesus Christ? Hallelujah, you may not grow up in a Pentecostal church and when you came in, all people looked like crazy, raising up their hands, crying out, hallelujah, some are laughing, some are like, they were all, we were known to be holy rollers back in the day, amen, and even in the Philippines, people used to call us crazy, because in the Philippines, you know, we're, the, the religion there is Catholic and Catholic way of worship is a little bit solemn. And here comes Pentecostal church. Ah, I don't somebody. <laughs> I don't know about you, hallelujah. But I worship God the way I worship God because I have a story. Amen. If you only knew what God has done for my life, amen. I'm going to worship God. It doesn't matter when people say I am crazy. I don't mind. I'd rather be crazy for Jesus than crazy for the world. Hallelujah. There's a lot of foolish things that are happening right now in the world. And the last thing that I could ever be concerned is being crazy for Jesus. I will raise up my hands. I will shout. I will exalt His name. I will dance. I'm telling you, church, amen. We all have a testimony looking back and where you are right now. Okay, I got to hold up myself here. This is our last night of our service in the evening. Are you feeling me right now? Hallelujah. I want to give my everything. Amen. The next evening service is going to be on the fifth Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember the first, that day when I received, amen, the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. It took me five years before I received the Holy Ghost. I was baptized 2005. It took me five years. In that five years, I was wondering, doing all the stupid and crazy stuff when I was in high school. But until, hallelujah, that God filled me with His Spirit. Hallelujah. Started, things started to change in my life. Hallelujah. The, the, the desires that I used to have before in the world were no longer there then I start having this desire hallelujah and conviction hallelujah to serve God I just want to read his word and worship him hallelujah I'm so grateful for his spirit because without his spirit I can do nothing amen it is his spirit that enables us that gives us power Hallelujah, to live above this world, amen. In our own ability, your discipline will not make it. We need the Spirit of God like living inside of us. Hallelujah, are you thankful for that moment that you remember that God has filled you with His Spirit? Hallelujah. 
God allowed us to live a new life in Christ. God has forgiven our sins and cleansed us from all unrighteousness. Amen. I don't know about you, but that's not something that I'll just take it for granted. Amen. That's something that I would carry every day in my life, realizing that I am nothing but because of the grace of God, here I am. Hallelujah. I am what I am because of the grace of God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. The enemy will try to hinder you, will do everything the best that he can to stop you from declaring your testimony over people. Now the Bible describes the enemy as the accuser of the brethren. He always accuse in heaven, always accuse, will find every little thing and spot in your life to accuse you. Just like what he did, uh, the account of Job. Try to accuse Job of what he has done and this and that. And that's what he does. The enemy tried to do that because he wants to put condemnation in your life. Wants you to feel that burden that you're not supposed to carry that condemnation. Whatever it's in the past, hallelujah, when you are baptized in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ, everything is all covered in the blood. Hallelujah, everything is covered in the blood. The enemy is, is not, will not, uh, cannot supposed to pull that back up and throw it up to you. Because that is a lie from the devil. Hallelujah, the enemy wants you to feel guilty and condemned for your past. And because of that, it strips off your strength and confidence. That's why sometimes we are ashamed to share our testimony with others. Of what the Lord has done for your life. But we need to understand that condemnation is not of God. We need to know that what we are dealing with. Condemnation is a byproduct of a lying spirit. Because of that lying spirit that's trying to whisper in your ear. Hallelujah. The lies of the enemy from the pit of hell. Trying to destroy your confidence in Christ. Put condemnation in you. That's why you need to understand when you go into warfare, spiritual warfare, hallelujah, you need to rebuke that lying spirit. You got to go into the root and uproot and take it away, hallelujah, in your life. Every time we feel condemned, that's the lying spirit feeding our thoughts, hallelujah. Condemnation is what we do to ourselves. As I have said, it is a byproduct of, of that lying spirit because the enemy is a liar. I'm going to declare that again. The enemy is a liar. And because we are not ignorant of his devices, as Paul said, Amen. Let me tell you tonight and let me declare tonight that there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Hallelujah. There's no condemnation anymore. It's all under the blood of Jesus. He paid it all. Don't let the enemy steal your joy, your confidence, and lie to you again. Starting from tonight. Hallelujah. The very thing that you thought of as a disqualification is what actually qualifies you for the calling of God. Let me say it again. The very thing that you thought that as a disqualification of yourself is what actually qualifies you for the calling of God. Just because you have a very ugly 
pass doesn't mean you are disqualified for the grace of God and for the calling of God. No, no, no. Actually, it is, hallelujah, your qualification for that ministry and calling because if, had it, if had it not been for your past experiences and struggles, you will not be able to minister to those people that experience the same way that you had before. If you didn't have those experiences in the past, how are you going to minister to other people? How are you going to reach out, hallelujah, the world? How are you going to be able to relate with them when we talked about depression and anxiety, hallelujah, and sickness and, and, and financial uh, uh, challenges? How are you going to be able to relate if God hadn't allowed that to happen in our lives? But God has a plan and has a purpose for you. Amen. The reason why you have gone through those seasons, because God has a purpose for your life. He kept you and preserved you. Because you and I will be ministering to different kinds and different backgrounds of people. We are now in the transition stage of our church. And I believe, hallelujah, God is moving us forward. We are now transitioning in a new season, a new dimension, a new level of anointing and calling us as, as a church, as, you know, as a whole. God is, hallelujah, is going to use us, amen, to reach out our city in fulfilling the vision through our pastor, amen, that what he has been telling us that we're going to reach out the city. And I believe that one of the tools that we can use in reaching our city is by declaring and telling them your testimony. Hallelujah, hallelujah. People are hurting outside church. People are suffering, amen. And the last thing that they could care is your doctrine. I'm not saying that the doctrine is not important, but sometimes when you go out and minister to those hurting people, amen, the only thing that they care is, is there anyone else that could hear us? Anyone else that would care for me and love me and just give attention to me? Hallelujah. That's how we minister to people. Share your testimony. Hallelujah. What I like about testimony is you don't have to make it dignified and professional. You can be raw in your testimony. And that's what the world is looking for. Because sometimes as a church, people would look at us, you know, as a, like a saint, like had no sin or, you know, all that, you know, you're a glorified saint or something like that. Like you can't sin and feel like they can't connect with you. But the reality is, we can be raw in our testimony. And from that, they can know and understand that despite of what we are going through, what they are going through, they know that there is hope in their situation. Because if God have done that, have done that for you, how much more it will, you know, God will do it for them as well. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's the hope that we can bring into this world, declaring Hallelujah, the gospel, that what has done, that what God has done to us in sharing it to them. In Mark chapter 5, the verse that we read about that person with an unclean spirit. In Mark chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus gave him an instruction after that encounter, after that deliverance. The Bible said, Howbeit Jesus suffered him not. But saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord 
hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. And then in verse 20, and he departed and noticed this. And this person, this guy, he went and published in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him and all men did marvel. People in Decapolis responded with, you know, in marvel of what God has done or what Jesus has done to him. They know him as a person that are, you know, an unclean person. But because of what Jesus has done, people are all marveling. Can't believe it. Right before their eyes, this person is now in the, his, own, you know, his right mind. And if you go a few chapters after that, you got to look at the narrative of these verses. So he went to Decapolis. Going, you know, going forward in Mark chapter 7, two chapters after that. You can read the result of what had happened as a result of that man's testimony. Many people, to Je many people came to Jesus Christ. They brought all those who are sick people. Thousands came. And in chapter 8, that's where we know the story about Jesus performing the miracle of feeding the 4,000 in chapter 8 of Mark. How, that is, uh, how is it possible? It's all because of the testimony of this one person. I'm telling you tonight, Mission Point, there is power in your testimony. There is power in your testimony. I have talked to some of you. Hallelujah. Shared your testimony. You had a very powerful testimony that I've ever heard of. Amen. How God has delivered you, transformed you, and changed your life. Amen. Some of the gentlemen that are in here, I've heard your testimonies, and I'm marveled, and I'm grateful to God for what God has done for you. Amen. You have a powerful testimony. You have a powerful testimony, church. Hallelujah. Another example is the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. After she met Jesus, she went back to her place when he, she encountered the Lord. Hallelujah. And after that, she went back into the city and declared who Jesus was, that he was the Messiah and what he has done to her. And the whole chapter of John, of John 4 explains the revival that have happened because, and many believe because of her testimony. In John chapter 4 verse 39, the Bible said many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I've ever did. You know the story of their encounter. And then in John chapter 4, verse 42, then they said to the woman, now we believe. Oh, hallelujah. Now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we had heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. After we share our testimony to people, can I tell you this? That the goal... Of sharing our testimony is not to direct people to ourselves or to our organization or to our religion. It's never like that. 
The purpose of sharing our testimony is to direct people to Jesus Christ because He is the Savior of the world. We are not the Savior. Our, our organization is not the Savior. He can, we, I can save you. You can save me. But only Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The goal is for them, hallelujah, to experience the same experience that you had with Jesus after telling them your story. The goal is for them to also experience God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Taste and see. Experience God for your own selves. Hallelujah. I'm telling you this because I believe, amen, that there's going to be a revival, amen, that's going to take place. That's going to shake, hallelujah, our city with our stories and with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let people know in our city that there is a living God who is able to deliver, able to heal, is able to set free, and His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If one can put a thousand into flight, and two to put ten thousand to flight, how much more if we, each of one of us declares what the Lord has done, Hallelujah, you can just imagine what God will do, amen, the revival, the spreading of the word, amen, all throughout the place, the city, your work, your, your, your school, wherever you are, telling them what God has done for you. Hallelujah, I believe testimonies are not only meant to be shared inside these four walls, amen, it is time for us, mission point, for us to let the people know what Jesus can do for them as well. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You've got what other people are desperately needing. Hallelujah. They've been longing for satisfaction of their souls. Hallelujah. And the sad part is they've been going into a wrong direction. The hallelujah. They've succumbed into a wrong option. Hallelujah. And a temporary solution to what they are experiencing. That heaviness that they have. And the only hallelujah solution is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. People would go to a relation after relationship after relationship thinking that they can find acceptance and approval from someone else. Or people would, you know, would go, would go to vices and try to uh, fill in for their body with all the vices thinking that they can just forget about things that have been going through just like that. But actually, the opposite will always, you know, the result is always the opposite. Hallelujah. We have what people are longing for. People are needing, you know, they, they need to know their identity. There's a lot of confusion that is happening right now. Amen. And Jesus Christ is the answer. Hallelujah. With all the atrocities that are happening right now in the world. Amen. Hallelujah, the only solution that we can provide is Jesus Christ. Let them know what God has done for you. Hallelujah, I want you to remember what God has done for you in the past. What are those things? Some of you healed, God, God healed your body in an instant. Hallelujah, I've seen people, hallelujah, that have like an, uh, an even feet that was strengthened, straightened up. Hallelujah, God healed 
instantly. I felt myself, hallelujah, I've told this before, but one of the Zoom meetings I had 2020, I was in Bible school, I'm, I was having a really bad shoulder pain, amen, and I was having a migraine, amen, but at the end of that Zoom meeting, amen, after I taught a Bible study, when we prayed, just a closing prayer, and all of a sudden, the lady that prayed for closing prayer, prayed for healing, just a simple prayer, but God, hallelujah, in that moment, God touched my neck, amen, I felt a heat was sensation sensation from my shoulder up into my neck and into my head and God took that pain on my body amen I'm telling you the Lord can heal your sickness amen hallelujah God can heal any any form of sickness and diseases hallelujah he can still able he's still able to perform miracles over miracles of our lives Hallelujah, I've experienced God's provision, amen, over and over again, amen. We didn't used to have much when I was in the Philippines, amen. And there's this one moment we went to the church, we only have an exact amount of money for us to survive on that Sunday. But hallelujah, I saw my parents, amen, gave that, that remaining money to that offering, hallelujah. And that's the rest of the money that we had that we could have bought for food for that, uh, for, for, for that lunch. But we left, hallelujah, after that we just said, okay, we'll just believe that God will provide. And we gave that last money that we have, amen. And as soon as the service was done, we went down to that stairs, amen. And there's this one brother that had a restaurant and he was bringing lots of foods, amen. He wants to share, hallelujah, blessing to four people in our church. And we received that, amen. And the, 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 um, the, the, the amount of the food that we received was good for not for only for that lunch, but also for that evening amen more uh, more value than the money that we have that we could buy i'm telling you god can provide for your need amen he knows your situation hallelujah over and over again i saw hallelujah the power of god amen in my life in my family hallelujah i'm telling you you have the testimony i'm challenging you let that story let that testimony hallelujah be published outside let people know that god can do that for them as well hallelujah there is power in your testimony there is power in your testimony thank you jesus hallelujah your story is the key that can unlock someone else's prison hallelujah 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 shall we all stand tonight i'm done shouting here just ignore me later i'll be out of your hair in a few minutes but tonight, hallelujah, I want to challenge you, hallelujah, as we go forward as a church. Hallelujah, I want to challenge you this week. Find someone that God, God will, you know, impress in your heart that you felt to share your testimony. Just encourage people. Hallelujah. Let them be, uh, you know, be an encouragement to someone. Hallelujah. Let people know what Jesus can do for your life and see what will happen. You don't need to memorize the whole Bible. You don't have to have the masters of theology. Hallelujah. You don't have to go to Bible school. Amen. Just to share a testimony. I'm not saying that all those things are not important. Yes, it's important. It's going to be helpful. But what I'm trying to say is, you don't have to wait all those things before you're able to share your testimony to people. Hallelujah. I was so blessed. Amen. A couple of Sundays ago from the young people.
people after NAYC declaring hallelujah testimony after testimony hallelujah what God has done over their life they experience healing they've experienced deliverance oh my land oh karabashataya can you just imagine amen that all those stories that have been declared behind this pulpit will also be published amen outside letting people know that if this is possible to me it is also possible to you amen hallelujah God can only you have a powerful testimony, church. Hallelujah. Let people know how God healed you, delivered you, and set you free. Hallelujah. Oh, God's going to use us, each and every one of us, from the young, amen, to our elder. God will use us and will anoint us and will equip us for us to be able to be catapult it into that season amen we gotta be ready amen to be to share hallelujah that testimony hallelujah i felt a sense of urgency amen we have the, the brother robertson talked about about the coming of the lord jesus christ and we are all excited looking forward to that day oh what a day it will be hallelujah when i see jesus christ that's a wonderful day amen but I'm telling you, church, hallelujah, it's also one way for us to have the burden and the desire and sense of urgency that because He is coming back, amen, we got to do our best to reach out people as many as we can. Hallelujah. We are not promised by tomorrow. Hallelujah. It is by hope. Hallelujah, that we look forward for tomorrow. We plan things, amen. But we are never promised by tomorrow. I'm not scaring you, but I'm just saying you the reality. We are not promised by tomorrow. But we have to have this desire and burden in our hearts. Let that desire, that passion ignite in our hearts. Deep inside, in our soul, in our spirit. Hallelujah. Let people know what God has done for you. You've experienced healing. Many of us, many of us have experienced healing and miracle over the years. You know what I'm talking about, church. You've seen many miracles that have took place in your life. Amen. You've seen how God ministered to you. And people need to hear needs to hear that story. The good news. Hallelujah. Let people hear the good news. There's a lot of bad news that is going on right now in this world. And people are longing for that good news. Gospel. That testimony. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of people, some of the people are just hanging on a thread, trying to survive day after day after day. What if he, they, uh, people encountered some one of us and just shared their testimony and just lift up their spirit and encourage them? Hallelujah. And we will see what God will do. What, what I'm preaching right now is sowing seeds. The Word of God, sowing seeds. Because there's going to be a harvest. It may not be an overnight harvest, but there's going to be a harvest that will take place. But what we're doing is we're starting again to put seeds in the hearts of the people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
people are losing faith. I was talking to a gentleman when I was in Hampton in Tim Hortons. He go to a certain church. And we had a really great conversation. You know, just out of the blue, was able to connect with him. And while we were talking, he mentioned to me that after COVID, they started to lose a large chunk of people in their church. They're losing people. It's, it's an indicator that people are losing an interest about God. They're losing their faith to God. And the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The solution for that problem of people losing faith is for them to hear once again the Word of God. Be preached to them, declared to them what God has done for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, there's, gonna, there's a revival that's going to take place. Last Sunday was a powerful service, Brother Joss preached. Revival. Revival. I believe we are heading into the right direction. God is setting up a greater, you know, greater, a lot of greater things to happen in our future. Greater things is ahead of us. It's not behind us. I'm so grateful for all the testimony and for the experiences that we had in the past that are all precious hallelujah but we need a fresh testimony we cannot only depend hallelujah what was uh, you know what what's the, what was done in the past those are powerful i treasure and i honor those experiences but we need a fresh testimony we need an encounter once again to god hallelujah I want to open the altar tonight amen i want to open the altar tonight what we're gonna do is we're just gonna come here and we're gonna pray for our city we will pray for our community we will pray for our family we will, we will pray for our loved ones hallelujah we will intercede you may not pray for yourself tonight Hallelujah. This, this, this evening might, may not be a, a night of, uh, of, uh, of asking things from God tonight for yourselves. It's, it's not a night for a supplication. Hallelujah. But we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're, this is a night of intercession. We intercede for your kids. Hallelujah. It's a lot of influences that the world is trying to put in the children. Into the educational system. If, if the church would not rise up and stand its ground, hallelujah, if we will not influence the future, the future of our church, the world will influence the, ch the, the, the children. Hallelujah. We're going to intercede. Hallelujah. I will pray and I will ask God that God will impress to you someone in your heart, in your mind. Whoever that person that would flash in your mind or in your heart, I want you to pray for them. I want you to, I want you to intercede to them. Hallelujah for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we are so grateful for your goodness. We are grateful, oh God, for your faithfulness in our lives. And Lord, here we are, Lord Jesus. We have come before you. Lord, I pray, oh God, impress someone in our mind. Impress someone in our heart, Lord, oh God. Hallelujah. And whoever that person that you're going to put in our spirit, God. Hallelujah. Jesus, help us. We want to intercede for them and pray for them, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, we're going to declare the name of the Lord.
Lord, hallelujah. In the mountains, in the cities, wherever we are, we're going to declare the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, come on. Hallelujah, come on. Hallelujah, don't waste this atmosphere. Hallelujah, there's a miraculous that is happening right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, come on, Mission Point. Hallelujah. joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.